welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm Ro Rodriguez, and here's with me my Mr. Tanaka to my Maria. Billy Polyhan? Easy peasy, Japanesey. <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? We're ending Zack Snyder month with Army of the Dead, his first film with Netflix. Hopefully, it'll be a long and beautiful friendship. And. Yeah. And his first movie after his DC movies. His first film post DC and the first one with his production company, Stone Quarry. Ah, oh, didn't I knew that was his production company. Good to know. Mm hmm. And yeah, now he is making stuff for Netflix, just doing his own little thing. I appreciate it. Rebel Moon is going to come up this December, right? Yes. Nice, nice. So for me, this movie has a little thing special. This was the first movie that I had a date with my current boyfriend. With my boyfriend. This was the first movie we saw in the movies. Army of the Dead. Yeah, because I, I know that Netflix like released it in theaters for like... Only Cinemarks. A week. No, no, I, I got it too. Mm-hmm. And I don't have Cinemark. Oh, and... you got lucky here in LA. It was only on Cinemarks. Well, it, it was limited release. Either way, made sure that I saw it. Because I wanted the big screen. And I thought... Well, we're going to talk about certain things that I liked, certain things I didn't like. But yeah, Army of the Dead, it was uh, Netflix exclusive, so it was very easy to find. Came out two years ago and has spawned, I guess, a franchise. I guess. But, but we only have seen the only... I haven't seen the movie yet, the spin-off of the German yeah, guy, Yeah, Army right? of Thieves. And then there's apparently going to be an anime series uh, called Lost Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then after Zack Snyder's done with Rebel Moon, he's making a sequel, Planet of the Dead. So we'll see how that goes. Planet of the Dead, that's a title. Right, but it also sets up because of the ending. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that it could be a chapter has a kind of reveal, you destroy it! You fuck it up! And then we see, like, a Statue of Liberty putting zombie. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, uh, we're ending the month with this, and gotta be honest, this film is okay. It's not, it's not great. It's not terrible either, but it's just, it's okay. I'm gonna say this: this movie has a lot of wasted potential, or it's setting up for potential, and it's very obvious. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that ancillary I don't crap. Either. I still haven't seen Army of Thieves. I heard it's good, though. I haven't seen it yet. But my other problem with the movie, there's a lot of interesting stuff they should have expanded on instead of spending on the boring stuff. Like For example, I really like the credit sequence. The opening scene? Yeah, is awesome. The, open, the opening scene and seeing all of the showgirls and the Elvis zombie and the attack, that should have been the first 20 minutes of the movie. It was. Like... No, but I'm talking about just that random credit sequence of how Vegas fall. It only lasted like five minutes. I was like, that should have been like a 20-minute intro sequence, kind of like Scream style. That would have been really cool to see how Vegas fall down. Imagine being chased by an army on Elvis, of Elvis zombies. That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, but I mean, the premise, uh, the, the the concept Imagine of this sounds awesome. It's a zombie movie, but it's also a heist movie. Imagine zombie showgirls eating dogs. They're eating literally puppy chow. 
So it would have been a meta joke over there. You literally just said that just so you can make that stupid joke. Yes. I was I, <laughs> I slided in. But yeah, um this is the other thing of like one of my complaints on the movie. So it's technically saying that at the beginning when we see that the army people carrying that payload. So we're saying that the government in this university created the zombie. Right? So there was only one zombie in the payload, right? In the in the metal container. Yes. So yeah, we could start with the opening yes. with soldiers. One of them played by Jimmy Olsen from Oh, that was the Batman Jimmy Olsen Superman. guy. Yep. Works with actors he's worked with before. Continuing that tradition. And also a married couple that are very horny and And the uh, win the dinner thing? That it causes a car crash because of a blowjob? Yes, the car blowjob. Never get a... The, the whole thing I've learned, never get a car blowjob. Mm -hmm. It never ends up well. It had an explosive climax. Because they literally blew up. Mm -hmm. You don't even see any bodies or anything. They, they blew up the road. <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> uh, one thing I do appreciate is... Because uh, the payload or whatever was this zombie. And for... Plot purposes, let's just call him Zeus. Um, I believe that is the name that they gave him. Is that technically the zombie king, right? Yes. Well, I mean, Zeus in Greek mythology was the king of the Olympians. And there's literally a statue because he looks up and he's like, huh, I can do that. Ah, not subtle. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Zack Snyder's stuff is never subtle. Mm -hmm. But also the screenplay was by a guy named Joby Harold, and he has a very mixed track record. Let's just say that. Ooh. Because he did the Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie. He wrote the script for that. Right. Um, although he did uh, write the story for the recent Flash movie. Uh, well, we haven't seen it yet, so. No, and the next Transformers movie. So Ooh. we'll see how that goes. But he also wrote... Uh, the Obi-Wan series. Ooh. So, yeah. It's very, like I said, very mixed track record. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and then we go into the credit sequence. The thing that I said, I was like, um, it, that would have been so cool, especially the Bachelor zombies eating up old person exactly when they got the jackpot. And the Also, since it's Vegas, right on the bat, Elvis. Mm -hmm. Suspicious play, Minds. Uh, suspicious Minds. And then a cover of mm -hmm. Viva Las Vegas. Not Viva Las Vegas, though. The song choices, this is something I hated. The song choices, while they're good songs, are painfully yes. on the nose. Painfully. Especially with the song at the end. I was waiting for that one. You know what would have been cool? We're a not... zombie Chevy Chase. Because of Vegas Vacation. <laughs> well, can't have it all. The money's mine. The money. The money. I won. I won. Vegas Vacation is a classic. <laughs> but yeah, we get we get this awesome credit sequence, and this is like the first 25 minutes of the, of the movie. It's only a two-hour movie. You can feel it that it's really bloated. Two-and-a-half-hour movie, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's the other thing, is the runtime. Yes, bloated like Elvis. God damn it. Um, oh. And then we get into... I really like this part. That's the other thing that I want to complain on the, on the credit sequence. We see this suburban woman. It feels kind of like a nod to his remake of Dawn of the Dead. Like she was surviving in the, in the suburbia of the houses. And then he say, she saved a little girl. And 
before they made this border wall of all of these containers, she gets smashed between zombies and this little girl, and they both die at the same time. I'm like, I like that kind of like sadness and dark ending. It would have been cool maybe would to explore that for five minutes before we see that death scene. Like I said, this credit sequence would have been a much better 20-minute intro to the movie. But maybe, like you said, maybe in a comic book or in the anime, we're going to know more about this woman. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I assume that it's uh, the main character's wife or whatever. But, I mean, we do learn who she is. Speaking of which, our main character is named uh, Scott Ward, played by Dave Batista, and he leads this film. And I just put as Batista. I totally forgot that that was his name. What? That his first name is Dave? No, I put out that, but the, the oh, character's yeah, no. name. I, I call him Batista. Yeah, well. I call him Batista too. So I really like this trend that has been going on for, for the last two years that we're getting Latino actors talking in Spanish, but there's no subtitles. And when also, like, Ana de la Reguera has a lot of lines that they don't subtitle at all. No, she's awesome. And also, and also happened with that actress that I'm forgetting the name in A Man Called Otto. That movie was so damn awesome. That was uh, one of the surprises of this year. But I'm liking that trend right now. And this is the other thing that I would have liked to know more, a little more. That thing that plays on the TV that the president wants to launch a nuclear bomb into Vegas. Yeah, because they were able to quarantine Vegas. Mm-hmm. It, so it didn't spread. It was contained. Like Resident Evil. Pretty much. It's Raccoon City now. Yeah, like Raccoon City. And so technically he wants to do it on Independence Day because it will look cool. This is something Americans would do. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? And uh, we we cut to Dave Batista watching this and he is a line cook because but a former mercenary and he gets approached by the the casino owner Bly Tanaka played by Hiroyuki Sonata. So you can say this is part of the Rush Hour universe? Maybe or Mortal Kombat. Either way, it's the, you know what guy I'm talking about. You've seen this dude in like Westworld and about Wasn't to be John Lost? What? Wasn't he on Lost? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, you've seen this guy before, even if you don't know his name, and his associate Martin, who's the biggest, well, the second biggest dick in this movie, and uh, they they approach him, and it's a job, and there's a vault in Vegas that has two hundred million dollars. The whole thing is they gotta get it before the nuclear strike, especially because of the government, because there's no government in Vegas anymore. So technically, that money's untraceable and untaxable. So I'm like, okay, that sounds interesting. Yes. So it's basically, it's basically, hey, here's the treasure, and it's up to and you. And you to know get the it. thing that was more interesting instead of the heights, the Latina woman that wants to go in to get money because this is a thing that I would have liked them to explore more because knowing geography of Vegas, Barstow is like maybe like 20 minutes away of the city. So even the people that survive when the blast, Barstow can still get affected. From Vegas, and that's why for them to go get that money to get outside of Barstow is really damn interesting. I'm like getting that money and hacking to a slam machine. I would have liked it for to see more of the story of those women, but we didn't explore that either. 
I wonder how many people, like in prequel stories, will have gone just to Vegas to get more money because so many people died and all of those slot machines are loaded with money in the casinos too. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And then this movie turns into Suicide Squad, literally. And literally, especially because of the queen. She looks a lot like Enchantress. Oh my God, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, so he recruits... Um, his former teammate Anna de la Reguera, um, and this big black guy named Vanderhoe. And there's an Easter egg for DC because he actually has the Omega symbol tattooed on his bicep, which is Dark Side symbol. So I like that little touch. That's nice. We also get uh my favorite character, Dieter, who is the German safe cracker. I love this little <laughs> dude. <laughs> He was the most interesting character. We yes. get um, the helicopter pilot played by Tig Nataro. So she was a last minute addition to the cast because originally mm-hmm. it was Chris Delia. Um, you know, that dude from that show that he did with Win- Whitney Cummings. And he was on you uh, appropriately playing a child predator because that is exactly why he got kicked off this movie and they had to reshoot the entire scenes. And you know, they reshot it because um, every time they needed it, um, Tig Nataro just to talk, it would just um, be framed around her. Nobody else, none of the original cast. And then what they did was the over-the-shoulder shot. Mm-hmm. And they do that every single time. And granted, you can't really have anybody do that, especially during the time of filming, which was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Another thing, Snyder acted as his cinematographer as yes. well. He did the cinematography. Dude knows how to set up a shot. Mm-hmm. And he has the big ass uh, IMAX cameras as well. Those of you that don't know what Zack Snyder looks like, the dude is almost, he's in his mid 50s and he's got some guns. <laughs> yep, he does. Like the dude, he has, he has a gym in his office. It's, it's intense, but they, everybody needs, um, these these guys all have specific skills as well um we got the sharp shoot, shooter uh guzman who is the influencer yeah the grand Auto scene like he's the chicano sharpshooter as it says on the imdb and he brings his associate chambers and she looks like uh rosita from the walking dead with like the pigtails also she looks like that character from aliens oh vasquez yes well, without the short hair, but yes, I get mm-hmm. the, like, she's got Vasquez vibes. Which, by the way, that actress was not Latina. Uh, Vasquez really? was not Latina. No, she is white. She's oh, actually wow. the Irish mom in Titanic. Oh, yeah, you told me this. Yeah, you told me That's this. That's what you mm-hmm. call. Yeah, and, and she's the adopted mom, uh, John Connor's foster mom mm-hmm. in T2. Yada, see, James Cameron does the same thing, works with a lot of the same actors. This Martin douche also joins them just to, you know, keep an eye on them. Keep keep an eye on the investment. Martin is the Kasim, the Tanaka guy, right? Yeah, he, no, not the, not Hiroyuki Sonata, but no, his the associate. assistant. Yes, yeah, the, associate, the, the yeah. sunglass douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have um, Batista's estranged daughter, Kate was working at the quarantine zone and she's played by Jackie from yellow jackets, which I think is an awesome show that you should all watch. I need to watch it. It's very good. 
And, and there's some backstory between them because Batista, when the when the thing happened, because we also know in the flashbacks that he was part of the of the Vegas. He was in Vegas when everything started. He had to kill his own wife in front of his daughter. Oh yeah, and he wasn't a sol- uh, He wasn't a mercenary. He was a soldier. That's why he's got like the military training and stuff. Everybody looks badass as well. Everybody's got like the they're like the Marines from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's got a fucking uh, assault rifle or something. Oh yeah, we also meet Lily, the uh, the coyote. Uh, I call it she was Harvey. awesome. She was I awesome. I loved yes. her. I wanted to see more of her and Dieter. Yeah, the that the coyote girl. It was like a yeah, I and mean, we need like a more story about her though. I want to spin off about her. She was great, and they get into the quarantine zone. They got to sneak their way in there because of a corrupt guard played by Theo Rossi, who I know is Juice from Sons of Anarchy, but you might know him as Shades from Luke Cage. But yeah, this guy, this guy is the biggest slime ball. He's such a bastard, and he's got this shit-eating grin like you know he's causing trouble, and you know that he exchanges favors for, or he does bad things for sexual favors, let's just say. So they know that they can get him in there. Lily, the the coyote, is uh, escorting her friend into Vegas to uh, doing the thing of the of the slot machine. What they do is that these. Oh yeah, um, Kate joins the team as well because she's just like, yeah, I might as well. She wants to save the Latina mom. Yeah, my friend's in there. She's she's gonna be dead if she doesn't get out. And he's like, all right, fine, whatever. Oh, and then we get the coolest thing. Because we get this awesome landscape shot as well. And it's desert. And you feel the heat and everything. Something I absolutely hate in this scene, though. Um, We'll get to it. But first, we get the zombie tiger. Yes. I love that concept. And it's like half of its face is off. This film is ridiculously gory. Yes. But also... Like, in the opening shot, you see somebody get... you see a zombie get absolutely blown apart, literally, by a machine gun fire. Yeah, another La Regera, that's a really graphic. cool shot. Mm-hmm. It's very graphic. It's blood and guts everywhere. And when this happens, the coyote wounds Theo Rossi mm-hmm. and leaves him out as bait, or actually as like a sacrifice, like an offering mm-hmm. to the queen. The Enchantress. Of the zombies. The Enchantress. And then when we first see the queen... This is the thing that I hate, is where it just focuses on that character, but everything else is blurry in the background. That's the other thing that I was going to complain, because he was a cinematographer. I did not like the blurriness. I hated that. Mm -hmm. I understand it's a style choice, and maybe once or twice it works, but he does it consistently through the film, and I hated it. I thought there was something wrong with my screen or something wrong with me, like, you know, rubbing my eyes, like, did I, am I getting tired or something? Because I had a very late showing. But no, this is a style choice. And also, this is the other thing of, like, talking about world building, but even though it was a little empty, I like that, that thing that, the, I, I don't know why I call her Shower Harvey because of the haircut, the coyote, she's like, um, that she sees all of the zombies, it's hinting, you know that it's coming, that the Shambler zombies, that because they were so dried out because of the heat, but if it rains, they can they wake up and I'm like, 
How does that work? Are the zombies still alive, but they're rotting in the in the in the heat, and the water brings them back to life for a little bit? And that's the thing. That's the thing that I wonder because Vegas barely rains, so they only come back to life like once a year. Who knows? Who knows? That's another thing: is the zombie <laughs> mythos is very inconsistent, mm-hmm. or especially with the bad zombies that we're gonna come up with. It hasn't been expanded upon yet. Because it introduces interesting concepts like these zombies are super intelligent. These are the alphas and the queen is mm-hmm. part of their leaders. And obviously the wife of the head of it all, Zeus, what happens is the queen takes the guard to the casino, which is the big stronghold. We see that Zeus also gets like a toga and everything. And it's it's silly. It's very silly. But the coyote leads him to a building full of hibernating zombies. And this is a great scene. Really good scene. But makes you wonder, though, how long have they been hibernating? Did they only do it during the day to avoid the heat? Because they don't want to toast like the other ones? Or they're just like, or they're just night zombies? Are they kind of like bad zombies? Are they resistant to light? Because they established the rule that they wake up really easily with any sound or light. I'm like, well, you guys would be even afraid to use those glow sticks. Why do you get a really sensitive zombie? But I like the... the... It's like a car alarm. Mm -hmm. But I really like the sequence because of how the fucking asshole associate fucks up with the Vasquez girl. The Chambers girl. Yeah. I really like that, though. She was the... For me, that was the character that I was rooting for. And I'm like, God damn it. I also like the amount of representation in this movie. These are mostly unknown actors as well and you know everybody's got their little skills Dieter provides most of the comic relief he's just he's so innocent but he means well <laughs> i need i have a question though because i already forgot why is everybody carrying like gas um containers on their backs is it for the helicopter yes oh, okay yeah it's for the helicopter it's gas for the helicopter yeah, that also, but the way that she, the first that the associate guy lost her in, but then she's like, she jumps through the through the window, bitch pudding style, and I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna reveal that he's evil, but then the zombies bite her, and it feels like a video game kind of move that the Guzman shoots her at the gas tank to kill all of the zombies. I really like that scene, though. Oh yeah, blows up a shit ton of zombies. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, and... Then after that, uh, they go to the casino. They turn on the power, Jurassic Park style. Mm-hmm. And we're back in business. And then a zombie shows up. <laughs> a zombie raptor would be pretty awesome. Oh, um, you're already giving like, money, free money to Universal. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, they they kind of need it. Anyway, uh, Tignataro is preparing the helicopter on the roof, mm-hmm. and Dieter goes downstairs to work on the vault, because it's a very, very sensitive uh, safe, and you only need like the slightest touch um, of the safe cracker, because he's the best safe cracker in the world. And he's kind of established that they only have like five hours to do all of this. Yeah, so you feel like, you feel like there should be a sense of urgency. But there's not. No, they move very, very slow. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's supposed to be more realistic, but also you can cut certain things. This is um, I think Netflix gave too much freedom to Snyder. I think they should have been like another edit. You can cut up thirty minutes of the movie, and it would have been still the same movie. Yeah, and oh, 
then Martin and the coyote lure the queen out because they see her, but then Martin cuts her head off. Ah, but don't forget the reveal that she's pregnant. Yes, because Zeus finds her and takes her back, and then I guess they're also robots at the same time. It's weird. But yeah, the zombie was pregnant. And like there's a little zombie fetus and everything. And then Zeus is just like, all right, everybody go to the casino. Mm -hmm. And also technically it's established that the associate, he wants to sell the head, not to Tanaka, to other people, right? Yeah. What's the other thing that I was going to say? Also, yeah, we also know that Zeus grabs a lot of humans and puts them in a room and technically kind of like a, kind of like a refrigerator, kind of like closet. When they get hungry, they just grab another human and just eat them. So just keep them there on on lockdown. Very effective system. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we knew, we know later that the the Mexican mom that wants to get the money to get out is is there. But it's also established that maybe the coyote has done this before many times, or offering people to Zeus and the Queen. Yeah, I like the ambiguity of her character. Like you don't know whether to trust her or not. That's what makes her character very interesting. Oh, and then we find a news report revealed that the government's rushing the nuclear strike. So now they only got one hour. Yes. This is when we get to the safe scene with the like the mechanism or like the movements. This is my favorite scene of the movie. Oh, this is cool. It is pretty awesome. And we had like a scene before of Batista talking with his daughter. It's supposed to be character development and all that. And we see little moments of everyone interacting. Yeah, that Batista wants to get a food truck and he wants to make grilled cheeses and Why not? He wants the simple life. And, and, and he wants to give money to Kate for her to go to college and like to feed I don't the know children. why. I feel like this would just be better acted if it was just a better script. Though like I get what the idea is, but at the same time you're just like, come on. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. You're gonna be dead anyway. And I know these guys are. Dave Bautista's become a really good actor recently. Here, I'm like, you know what? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, the daughter could have been better. Directed. Yeah. Could have been better directed. She's great in Yellow Jackets. And then they open the vaults. And we see... But don't forget the Indiana Jones mechanism, though. That for, they get the zombie very... first. The zombie <laughs> chest with the microwave hand. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then they they, made, they tell the zombie, come on, smell it. And they melt the hand and they throw it away. And first the zombie goes through a hallway with a lot of darts, like Indiana Jones style. And then goes to the other part of the hallway and there's a, like machine guns. And he still keeps going. And then he gets squished. Between two metal metal blankets, like a uh, cell five style, like that guy from at the end. It's unintentionally hilarious. It is so funny though. It is, and everyone's reaction. But they destroy the mechanism, and that's when the 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 German guy is, starts analyzing the vault. And I like how he talks about it. He talks like he's seducing. Well, he the uses vault. both hands. He's feeling it, kind of inappropriately. But then he's also he's got the delicate touch. He's having sex with the vault. He's very into his job, but it's, but he's doing it like, he's just like, it, like, it's treated like, oh, no, no, just let him do his thing. Artists, uh, painting his masterpiece sort of thing. Like, just let me do my thing. And he's just 
holds his ear up to the vault's door, everything. And you know that cliche of heist movies. And we see that Batista's daughter went to look for her friend, just wandered off like an idiot. And we see also, oh yeah, um, Anna de la Reguera, um, she, it implied that she had a thing for Dave Batista as well. And that, like, that was in another scene, but they both look for her. And, well, this was very unexpected when they opened the elevator door. And then she gets killed by the alphas. They twist her head completely around. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. And it is. I thought she was going to make it to the area when I was watching. Was like, oh, I thought she was going to survive. I kind of liked that, though. That it was, was so cool, unexpected. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, she was cool. I yeah. So like you said, it was totally unexpected. I was rooting for her. And this is when we know that Kate is going to save the Mexican mom and that she's in the king's closet in the zoo, so like uh, in that room where he has all of his fresh meat. So, and that's, this is when we get the reveal that technically the the asshole cop is a zombie now, but he's an alpha zombie because they, they're different and they get bitten by the alpha. Yeah, and they become smart. Which is very terrifying to think about. But also, um, the Martin guy locks the team in. Because as it turns out, the casino owner, I think Tanaka, whatever, um, he only cares about the zombie head. And he wants it to create an army of zombies for the government. So it's just some rich asshole that tricked everybody. The money was just bait. Because also we see the bodies of everyone else that tried to get into the vault. Yes, which we could possibly see in Lost Vegas. Because this is also implied that this is not the first team that he has sent in to try to get this money. It's essentially just a, a bait. And... They were just bait to get yes. the queen. And then, after that, um, that's why he cut the head as well. We see that the coyote stole the head, and then we get the best death in the entire movie. This asshole totally deserved it. He kept fucking up their shit. And the tiger, whose name is Valentine, by the way, uh, mauls him to death. And it is slow, and it is graphic, and it is well-earned. It's shot beautifully. I will say, I kind of like the aesthetic of the movie. Like, it looks really cool. Yeah, I kind of agree, though. I think that was well-deserved, though. I would have liked the tiger to see him a little more, though, in the movie. I hope that we get more of the tiger. Well, it, but... um, it's like the minions. A little bit is fine. Too much of it is bad. There is such thing True. as too much of a good thing. Mm -hmm. So this is the moment when we get into the helicopter, right? That the way they're trying to get the helicopter, and Tig Notaro uh, gets a ride to Batista to the Olympus Hotel to save her daughter. Uh, yeah, but first Vanderho attempts to fight Zeus, and Zeus is much bigger than Vanderho, who is already a pretty big guy. Um, and he traps him in the. Uh, oh no no no! Dieter appears to sacrifice himself. Um, 
to get Vanderhoe in the vault because all the zombies yeah, are the guy. in the casino mm-hmm. now. And Dieter uh, locks Vanderhoe in the vault. And it's implied that he's killed. And we're, we're getting a lot of people. This is when they all start dropping like flies. And then uh, Batista, the Coyote, and Guzman, who I never was really a character. He's just the TikTok fuckboy. Um, they make it to the lobby, but the zombies attack and swarm because they already got their cut of the money. They all get their cut. And Guzman gets uh, swarmed. And he sacrifices himself, um, but like a dumb fuck, he detonates his grenades, and it kills the zombies, but that also signals where the other, uh, the zombies know where they're at now. So, way to go, you just killed everybody else. And then we get Zeus confronts them on the roof, and then the coyote distracts him with the queen's head. And then Batista and Tignataro escape. But the coyote drops the the head. Yeah, and she almost made it, but Zeus impales her. But she goes out like a boss. She doesn't care. She drops the head intentionally and then dies. And that Damn, was the one that where head I was like, she fucking like oh. Everybody God. gets a pretty uh graphic death. Yes. I just realized with the Ana de la Ruega. What's up with Zack Snyder and snapping necks? This is the sec- second of his movies where somebody gets their neck snapped. If there's an owl sequel, I want to see one of those owls getting there. And even yeah. like Batman vs. Superman, there's a sort of zombie mm-hmm. in it. So he has his thing for zombies, shirtless, uh, really in shape dudes. Mm-hmm. And... Oh. I mean, th- there's a certain amount of that, things, but there are more than just the slow-mo and the that filter. That sales guy in the Snyder Cut, whew, I follow his Instagram. Damn. <laughs> oh, speaking of the other Zeus. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Batista asks Tignataro to take him back because my daughter's still there, and she's just like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Fine. And then They have nine minutes for the nuclear blast to happen. Yeah, and then uh, Kate comes in and finds her friend, whose name is Gita, and they kill they kill Juice, like not the Juice, but just Juice. And so Zeus corners them, but Batista um, gets him down with a grenade launcher that he finds, and then everybody escapes, uh, or they reach the roof, but they find it empty. But she reappears just as Zeus reaches the Very roof. Very Solo. Mm-hmm. They all jump on the helicopter. So does Zeus. Mm-hmm. But Zeus ends up biting Batista. And then... But, um, but then uh, Batista shoots him in the head. And I'm like, what is, what's up with those blue sparks? When his head blows up. I was like... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's implied that it's kind of zombie-esque or mechanical or something. Mm. It's it's never explained. Interesting. That's what I interpreted as, like, sort well, of robotic. Mean, we'll more, see more of Zeus in the prequel. Well, the sequel. Well, yeah, you're right, the prequel. The prequel. Well, <laughs> the other prequel. Because there mm. is a prequel. And then 
after that, um, the nuke comes, destroys the city, but the shockwave makes the helicopter crash. And the Dignitar is dead, right? Yeah, she gets killed. Mm -hmm. uh, gets impaled. And then what happens? Oh, yeah, and it kills uh, Gita as well. Mm -hmm. Right, so her trying to save her friend was... It was for nothing. All of this was for nothing. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. But I also kind of hate it. Because I'm like, why did I just waste my time? Yeah. I kind of agree with that. Well, all, actually, almost. Almost. Because Kate survives, finds Batista. He's about to get um, turned, but he's like, here, take the money. This was all for you anyway. Start a new life. And then he turns to a zombie, and she kills him. And then a rescue helicopter arrives. It's like the ending of The Mist, except you knew that there was no... Yeah, it can't... Well, actually, it did come at the right time because there was no hope for Batista anyway. He was a goner. It's not like The Mist where there was actually a chance if they had just waited. And then we get... <sighs> Zombie by uh, the Black Cherries played. Mm -hmm. you know, Zombie! Zombie in your head! In your head! I was waiting for that. I'm like, when is it coming? When's it coming? Um, and oh yeah, Vegas got you know Destroyed. nuked. Mm -hmm. But as it turns out, Vanderhost survived because I guess um, it's the Twilight Zone, you know, because staying in a vault mm -hmm. will apparently protect you from everything. And he doesn't wear glasses. He got lucky. Mm -hmm. There's time now. <laughs> but what happens is. He literally just walks out with the money, with his money, or all the remaining money. And uh, then he drives all the way to Utah, and he rents a private plane, and they're like, this isn't your plane. And he just sl uh, slaps like $100,000 and stuff, and they're just like, where do you want to go? And they take him to Mexico City. But all the irony, he's about to have a lobster dinner and make a toast, but he feels dizzy, goes to the washroom. And then he notices he got bitten in the arm. And it's about the plane that got to descend to Mexico City. He just stares to the mirror. So technically, nobody won. Yep, implying that he started a global mm -hmm. pandemic. In Mexico City. I'm going to find you, though. <laughs> and then it would have to be yeah. in Mexico, though. And that was Army of the Dead. A really long, bloated movie that had some really good scenes, though. Yeah, had, like, one or two good set pieces and stuff. I just feel like... This was Zack Snyder just like, hey, look at all this cool shit that I can do now. Now that I'm free and I'm just going to try to make IP franchises because that's just what I'm, I want to do. And I, I will just say you shouldn't be making things just to make a franchise. I mean, if it leads to one, that's great. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I'm scared for Rebel Moon. They should have been at just him. Because he's just like, I mm -hmm. hope they make a franchise out of it. And they haven't announced anything outside of you know, Rebel Moon. So they're going to be a two-parter, right? Yeah, it's going to be two parts. But at the same time, it's also the writer who did Aquaman. So I am very, very scared. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'm scared too. I did not know that. Oh, well. It, so long as Netflix keeps hiring him and stuff. Yeah, it's Netflix. It's still going to make... Oh, thing. We don't even know how Netflix makes money anymore. Especially with the crap that happened recently with the password thing. But yeah, um, overall, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Passes the time. Yeah, like I said, it's like an okay movie. 
I only watch it again because of the podcast. Will I watch it again? No. Yeah, me neither. It's it's definitely one of his lesser movies. Especially coming off of the last I personally like his DC movies coming off of those. Because before that, he had the Snyder cut. Which was we'll we'll get into that one is some other time. Some other time. Oh, this that is- that is some unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. I'm gonna As is this. Batman vs. Superman, because we've already covered Man of Steel. What would you prefer, this or Sucker Punch? I don't know. That's kind of tough. That is tough, right? I don't hate it. I've they're, They each have their pros and cons. Let's just say that. You know what? They both kind of feel like video games. Like, one is Fallout Lost Vegas. The other one is... Yeah. Um, I guess by... A very indie kind of PS4 game. A dark and gritty lollipop chainsaw. I guess. <laughs> Which makes no sense because lollipop chainsaw is anything but dark and gritty. Honestly, if you point a gun in my head and I had to choose between both of them, I would choose Sucker Punch because Sucker Punch was, even though it was boring, it was shorter. Uh, the Sucker Punch was shorter. Was it though? It felt like forever. No, but this one felt like the pacing was even worse in this one for me, for Army of the Dead, though. Yeah. You know what? I can't rate it lower than Sucker Punch, but it Sucker Punch is one I would rewatch more. So overall, much like Zack Snyder himself, it's been a mixed month. Yeah. I'll give this movie um I'll give this movie a five. I will also give it a five. It is mm-hmm. very average. Yeah. Like good enough. Good enough, but mm-hmm. uh, not very rewatchable. That will do, Zach. That will do. Yeah, and if somebody else likes it more, that's great. More power no, to that, you. That is great. And hopefully, you know that they can exp- they can expand on the franchise mm-hmm. now. Uh, are we gonna handle what we're gonna do next week? Ah, uh, as voted by you guys, certainly it's, it's gonna be a very cheerful podcast for sure especially with what we're starting and with long movies we're gonna go into very film twitter kind of month this as voted by you guys overwhelmingly mm-hmm. yep we're doing denis villeneuve oh yay so, there's one movie that i don't want to watch again though well <laughs> you kind of have to uh some people are gonna get surprised when they know the movie that i don't like about of him Yes, you would think it, it'd be the one movie that you would like, but it is not. Mm-hmm. But no, um, we're, we're doing Denis Villeneuve month, and yes. we're going to do all these acclaimed, award-winning movies, or critically acclaimed movies. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to go from Zack Snyder to Denis Villeneuve. And then after Denis Villeneuve, oh, Billy, Billy's already clamoring in. What's going to happen in May? There are not enough toilets in the world to contain the amount of shit that (laughs) I am about to have. (laughs) Let's just say that. uh, I'll try to take it like a champ. I know what you have to do, but you don't have the strength to do it. No, I have the strength to do it. I'm just, I'm going to be very, you're twisting my arm for it. But we got something nice before that. I do like Denis Villeneuve. Let's just, some of these movies I've never actually seen. Some will be. Uh, first time watches. One of them, I 
I will probably get a lot of shit for not seeing mm-hmm. sooner. I'm just gonna give a clue or two of, for for yeah, for May. Two of them. And we're not gonna reveal it yet. Just I'm just gonna say Charles Biscuit. That's a that's a good tease. <laughs> a good tease. But until then, where can the you good can people find me? As always, at Robert RDC on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and on TikTok at Robert RDC. Please follow the podcast on SYNS Pod on Twitter and. Please, 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 please give us a nice review on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the other ones in Jubilee. Yeah, you can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at BillyBatsonsLightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our main show Twitter at SYNSPod, as well as give us a five-star on Apple Podcasts and just write a review, something nice. Uh, please. We, we we would like to see another review. And you can listen to us on Google, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever podcasts can be listened to. And as always, see you next summer. Dun, 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 dun.